0: The most beautiful place in the world, where a tar-heel blue sky blankets Murphy on its way to the Tennessee border. It's a long way from Raleigh and the Outer Banks, but we're living in Carolina, too. In fact, you might call it Extreme Carolina. With more, here's Michael Borkman. All right, here we go. Welcome, welcome, everyone, to Extreme Carolina, the show that focuses on great people with great stories. Who proves? In their everyday lives, that anything is possible. We strive to bring you relatable life lessons from interesting and inspiring people as they live out their purpose on this earth. Folks, get ready! It's time for some good news that you can use. <laughs> and today we got some good news, y'all. Some good, good news that everybody can use. And uh, we we've got uh, my latest, newest friends with us today, and she is so amazing and done so much in, I'll say, her short career, you know, and, uh, and I love how she transitioned from where she is now to a new, uh, exciting, the second part of her career, and uh, let's just dive right into it, let her talk about it, and uh, her name is Willet White, Willa White. Let's give her a a real, real rousing, extreme Carolina welcome as we welcome her in. Welcome and hello, Willette. Thank you, Michael. I'm really excited to be here. (laughs) Not as excited as we are to have you. She's on the other coast, everybody. She's over there on the West Coast. We're on the East Coast. And we just love it, love it, love it. And uh, so we'll just dive right into it. Now, before we go any further, I'm going to say this. Uh, your name, Willette. That's old school. Your mom, now, where did your mama dig that up at? She had to do some digging.
1: <laughs> well, both of my parents are from the East Coast. My mom's from uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania, and my father is from Georgetown in the DC area. Um, so we had, uh, there were six kids in our family, and every kid uh, starts with a W. And Five of the six have a W middle initial. So, um, yeah, they, they had to work hard to get some of our names.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wonder what your dad was saying. Okay, babe, we ain't got enough of these W's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a W himself, so it might have been him.
0: Okay, all right. Well, we actually are really honored and proud that you are here today on Extreme Carolina. And that you have done some amazing, amazing stuff. And you're in the athletic field. And what you do is that you help transition people from people being young ladies from high school to college. Correct. And mainly these student athletes, that's who you focus on, helping the parent and the student to make that transition. And wow, now that's amazing. So what made you decide to get into that
1: as a career? Well, Mike, I had spent 36 years in women's basketball. So um, every year I saw young women have the challenges and struggles as they transitioned from high school to college athletics because there was no preparation Um, There are programs out there to help you prepare academically to make sure you get your SAT scores and you have your core classes. There's um, trainers out there to help you transition physically and make your game better and stronger and make you physically stronger. But there wasn't really anything out there that truly focused on the young female student athletes transitioning. So the mental, the emotional, the psychological part of the transition to college athletics. And there's just so many challenges that, that these young women face um, as they start their college careers. And there's just some preparation that needs to take place. And if student athletes have this preparation, then it makes their transition so much more smoother. Now,
0: how have the parents accepted this particular role of information that you have to offer?
1: Well, I think everybody who I've spoken to has been so receptive and everybody believes in this mission and and my vision. Um, Now it's a matter of continuing to try to get the word out to parents because I think so many families... Uh, their goal in mind is to uh, secure a college scholarship, mm-hmm. uh, whatever level that might be at. And I think once that takes place and they secure that, they tend to think that uh, everything's over, that the preparation part is over. When in, in reality, Michael, it's just starting. Just now it start. yep. Yeah.
0: And uh, now that, now what do you say that the percentage of parents who actually think that? You know, we don't want names, but, you know, just a percentage of parents who say, Phew, I'm glad she's going to college now and uh, we'll just go to the games.
1: No, I, th- I couldn't give you a number, but it's a, a huge percentage because they invest these resources, their resources and money and time and everything for their, for their daughter to play AUs and to travel the country and to, again, have some opportunities to go to college on a college scholarship. And when that happens, um, I think there is a little bit of sigh of relief. Right. Um, and they're not... Putting themselves in a freshman student athlete's shoes, not until that time comes. So, we're talking about taking some time to prepare for what that's going to look like. And then the freshman gets on campus and there's these challenges, there's these struggles. Their child's calling home regularly and wanting to come home and not sure if she made the right decision. And these are all things, these are the reasons I made. I developed my company, Next Step, is to avoid all those pitfalls. And we deep dive into time management. We talk about uh, learning to advocate for yourself. We talk about the new beginnings and the fear around all of that. Um, We talk about who are you outside of being a female student athlete? Who are you outside of being a basketball player or volleyball player? What else are you passionate about? And then with the parents, we deep dive into their new role and what that's going to look like, because they're going to have their own transition and how they can possibly allow their daughter um, to learn to advocate for herself with their guidance. And because that's what. It's going to happen in college. Those conversations, those tough conversations, um, their daughter's going to have to have because they're going to be, them. Um, whether it's with a professor, whether it's with their coaching staff, whether it's with, it doesn't matter. They're going to have tough conversations in college. So preparing for that is really, really important. I bet that is tough.
0: And because a lot of the student athletes, you know, their eyes are, are big thinking about that next level. And not so much about the academic side of it, because even though you just got a full scholarship, you got to keep up that academic side or all of a sudden that scholarship is gone. Um, now, the, the question here, will is, is this. I mean, OK, you go back and you have the you see the kid and the mom, dad early before they take off going to college. Now, you know, they're like 11th grade, 12th grade, and stuff like this. I guess you like to catch them as early as possible so that a lot of that can be in their mind, in their head going forward. <laughs> is that difficult for you to do, catch them that
1: early, or, or, or you you get back? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think waiting till they graduate is, uh, is late. Because they literally, literally are leaving probably four to five weeks right after that, if not sooner. Um, so, ideally, during their freshman or their senior year, that way they can implement some strategies and some tools to deal with um, whatever issues that arise during their their senior year. Learning to be a little more independent obviously still being under their parents' roof, learning to speak for themselves, learning to advocate for themselves, all of those things. So there's tools and strategies, Michael, that both the student athlete and the parents can implement during their last year of high school or during their last couple of years of high school. Oh my goodness. Catch somebody uh, that's a junior in,
0: in high school and it, 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 it is there resistance to to the program that you're trying to implement? I
1: mean, or do it? Oh, my God. Thank you. We got Willette showing us. Well, I think there is some resistance because, as we talked about a few minutes earlier, once they gain that college scholarship, their thought is a sigh of relief. And let's sit back and enjoy this senior year and not putting themselves in the shoes of a college freshman or a college freshman's parents and dealing with all the challenges. Because as as much as, you know, we talk about the student athlete, right? We talk about the academic portion. The bottom line is the majority of their day is going to be spent as an athlete, Yep. And they have to find time to get the study work done, to to prepare for those exams, to get their homework done, all of those things. So it can be quite overwhelming because some student athletes feel that there's not enough hours in the day to do it all. Or they get home from practice after dinner and they're tired and they have an exam the next day. So we really deep dive into time management and and priorities and and how to map everything out that needs to be done and they're going to have 15 other people that they're going to have to answer to not just their coaches but the 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 nutritionists the weight room the academic advisor the tutor all of these people and it is so overwhelming michael i cannot tell you um how challenging it is for student athletes Making that transition, and not just female student athletes; it's for men too. But obviously, I focus on uh, the female student athlete.
0: Yeah, it it you know it would take a special special person to balance that. I mean, they're already special and gifted with uh, 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 athleticism. You know, mm-hmm. they're gifted there, but uh, that that balancing that balancing part you know that coping with the social presence though you still got your friends mm-hmm. friend, and not friends and then you got the uh, you know the other part I guess that workload is probably a huge piece uh, that that the kids struggle with. You know, is having to act like well, they say, "All right, I'm grown now." Okay, here it is. <laughs> this is what it is for a grown person.
1: You got to right. work now, not due right, do not do the school, but you got a full time job over here. Absolutely, head. absolutely. I, I think the demands and the stressors and the pressures that they felt feel are far greater than what they could ever imagine. And then you have a whole nother piece, Michael, that they are going from this big fish in this small pond to this small fish in a really big college pond. And most kids that come out of high school uh, were the all everything. They were the high school stud, right? Now they're moving to potentially second string on their college team. And that in itself Brings a lot of stress and anxiety to young women.
0: You know that that part right there is probably what would affect everything else. You know, like you said, they were the big fish, they were the big cheese mm-hmm. at
1: home.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, being you know, they got other people that are just as good as them, if not better. Mm-hmm. And so now they're regulated to wow, oh, I got to make the team where before. I was the team,
1: right, <laughs> right, right, so that right. Party, there.
0: That that stress there would definitely begin to affect the rest of their life. You know the right. other parts in Right, life. right? So uh, and so you saw this as a because you were an athlete at one point. I was you saw this. So as you had your thirty six years of watching female students struggle. So you decided that seeing that that you know what I can form a business to help you. Yeah, uh, and a lot of times people see you as just somebody else trying to latch on to their kid, and because uh, there are a lot of other people trying to latch on. And, hey, I can do this. I can do that. We'll have your kid over here. Da 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 on McDonald's commercials and everything. Right. Right. Right, and then here you come. <laughs> right, I like, I like what you said though. Catching them way, early. way, right. early. if you catch them tenth grade, eleventh grade, um, that that would be great if you could. Right, um, I guess that. I mean, they got rules and regulation in the high school that a lot of people ignore, don't even pay any attention, and they just catch them down at the local local burger joint wherever the kids hang out at <laughs> and they get it. so that would make it difficult for you to get in and show your program
1: well, I think what you said is, is, is really powerful because I think these parents, um, the parents and the student athletes have dealt with a number of different people promising them to get them to the, this next level, whether it's their skill development or playing on a certain AAU team or moving from this AAU team to another AAU team or using a recruiting service. I'm none of those things. My passion is about helping a young woman to be prepared. Hmm. And that's it. I'm not interested in, you know, what college you're going to go to, how many minutes you're going to play. Those are all things that if it affects you psychologically and mentally, then we will deal with those issues. But the choices are yours on... What path you decide to go down in terms of what level you're gonna play at and the work that you put in. But my passion is about alleviating the challenges that every female student athlete. Uh, uh, encounters when they set foot on a college campus, whether it's homesickness, whether it's, again, being a small fish, whether it's learning to speak for yourself, whether it's the time management, whether it's who are you and your identity, the social pressures. Social media brings a whole nother level to this, Michael. The safety piece on campus. This is really huge for parents. You can Google female student athlete and sexual harassment or sexual abuse on college campuses. And you will find a plethora of stories that female student athletes are experienced. Right. The sexual abuse, the harassment, the, the grooming, the power and control, all of those right. things. It's huge on a college campus. So the safety on college campus is really, really critical for parents.
0: Well, you know, that that is so, so true. And that is so powerful. Now, as we stated, a lot of folks coming at my child. I got a kid, drop threes everywhere, you know, or, you know, it could be a great dad. Uh, I think that's probably the number one sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are other sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think basketball is the top sport. Besides that, that's what you know. <laughs> you know
1: that. Well, but, Michael, to, to, to address that, all female student athletes are suffering from the same challenges and pitfalls. It's not just the basketball players. It's the volleyball players. It's the softball players. It's the soccer players. Each and every one of them have a unique set of challenges. Right. But – they're all basically very standard in terms of time management and all of those things. So I deal with it doesn't matter what sport. I've seen female student athletes and other sports struggle um, okay. quite consistently, too. Good point. Good point. Good
0: point. She made a good point, everybody. That was a great, great point. But the one I was ang- angling at is that my kids get everybody coming at oh, mm-hmm. all the Now, here you come. What would make me say, oh, wow, she's different? Maybe if we let her in our living room and talk to us about our outstanding kid, what would make us even want to do that with you?
1: Well, I don't think there's anyone else out there doing what I'm doing and focusing solely on the transition piece. So if parents have and student athletes have an interest in making their transition smoother, they're gonna to wanna to have a conversation with me because they need to know how. And I've developed a program around how that it provides uh, the resources and a different mindset and just uh, uh, able to, to, to make it smoother and uh, all the challenges and pitfalls, they're prepared for those. And I offer six months of support once they get on their college campus too, Michael. So they can call me and say, hey, I'm struggling with uh, this time management piece. And I can remind them what we talked about or we can walk through another strategy if that first strategy is not working for them. So I don't think parents and student athletes have any idea of what they're in for. And I can help paint that picture, but they have to be open to thinking ahead, looking ahead.
0: Yeah. You know, that was, as you were talking, I was thinking about uh, some people, other athletes that have been through that cycle and there's not many parents that have been through that, time. you know. Right. There are some, but not many. So, right. would have a leg up on right. what their kid is going to go through. And, but you don't get very many of those. <laughs> There's not very many of that. And, uh, yeah, I, I think you're right.
1: Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think when parents have um, been college athletes, they have an idea of what to expect and they can help their daughter navigate some challenges. Um, and you hope that. These children are listening to their parents because quite often, um, sometimes they don't want to listen to their parents. And um, so I'm here for those individuals too. But uh, once they get on the college campus, the decisions are theirs. They have been 18 years under their parents' roof. Um, And there's assumption there that they're prepared for the real world to start making decisions and go into this unknown territory and know how to navigate that. And that's not always the case.
0: Yeah, I guess that's when, you know, it really dawns on these kids. And uh, the fact that you offer six months after they go to college helps a tremendous amount. Uh, How many phone calls you get after six months?
1: Well, you know, uh, I'm a startup company. Uh, I am a resource. So I'm still in the really um, early stages stages of developing all of this. But I would imagine uh, I would probably be a part of that process and get phone calls. You get a lot of phone calls. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and we want to let everybody know this is the early stages of of your uh, career in Mm -hmm. this uh, company. This ain't your early stages in doing what you do, right? Thirty-six years in doing what you do now, and we want to make sure everybody knows that and understand that part. Even though your company is young, but look out, everybody! She got what it takes to help your kid get to where they want to be. And no parent, no no parent, want their kid to fail. Right? They don't start out saying, "Well." We got a beautiful daughter, but
1: she ain't going to make it. <laughs> right, right. No parent says that. <laughs> right. Michael, 33% of college athletes either quit, get cut, or they're asked to leave within the first couple years of their time on a college campus. 30. 33%. That's a third. And, and we can, this is a whole other topic, but the transfer portal the transfer portal allows young women and men to transfer without talking to their college coaches. And at one point, there was over uh, 1,300 women's basketball players in the transfer portal looking for other places to play. So transferring is so much easier today, and kids um, mm-hmm. um, you, utilize it. Whereas in the past, there was transferring was so difficult that kids. Sometimes had to really fight and to work their whatever issues they were having to figure it out and work it out to talk it out. But now because transferring is so easy, there's there's many people looking for what's what the grass is greener.
0: That point is so good. Really. That is a great point because, mm-hmm. as you stated, you know they 18 now they grown, they think they are, mm-hmm. so they can do what they want. But using your program will probably cut down on that transfer portal because before they go in, they would have had the knowledge of which one to go to. And so that they don't have this problem, you know, a year down the road, 18 months down the road, they already know going in that uh, they're not going to use that portal. Yeah, I mean knowledge
1: of knowing that right right i mean that's ideally what i would love is for a young woman, woman to um uh, figure out where her best fit is right and once she decides that she's going to university let's start preparing because um uh they don't know what they don't know And I can help them uh, in that area. And then they're able to, if there's challenges and struggles, let's see how we can work it out. There are going to be times when it's not a good fit and somebody made a wrong decision and needs to look elsewhere. I get those. But there's also times that people can stay and fight and work it out and and talk it out and have conversation around um, how she can do better or how they can communicate better. So, yeah, I mean, there's times you can work it out and there's times to go, but um, hopefully it would cut down on someone going straight to the transfer portal. Wow. Man,
0: that's a great, great topic. You know I'm I'm looking at the clock over here. we got to keep it moving. Yeah. Uh, that, that's so good. Uh, but we want folks to know that you're not just some businesswoman trying to get dollars and all this, that you have a other side of you. That's another side of, well, even though we started off talking about all those W's that you were a part of as a kid, (laughs) (laughs) there's still some stuff that they don't know. Even though you're the businesswoman, there's a side that we would like folks to know. Right. As a matter of fact, speaking of school, there's something we like to ask all of our guests, and it's about reading. We Mm -hmm. love reading because reading educates people. You can't never stop doing that. So we like to ask this question about what book have you read Roulette, recently that had the biggest impact on
1: you and why? Can you share that with us? Absolutely, Michael. The biggest uh, impact, the, the book that I'm reading right now, and I have read already and I'm going to continue to read, okay. is you, you Too Can Be Prosperous. And that's by Robert Russell. Have you, have, do you know about that book? I haven't heard it, but I haven't read it yet. It's, it's going to be in my bookshelf for long. It has impacted me so greatly because it deep dives into a mind shift that is needed to change how we go throughout our day and our basic thoughts and the doubts and the worries that we have. It's a complete mind shift, and it's absolutely amazing. It took me from... Uh, wanting to uh, start my business as an idea out it, so it took me from that idea and put that idea into my soul so it's out of my head into my soul and uh, again Michael it has had a, a huge impact on me and it's in its allowed me to look at everyday life completely different as a a woman who has plenty, who is a woman who has a a prosperous life, life, who has abundance in her life. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about the everyday little things, the fact that I have a roof over my head, the fact that I can lay my head down on a pillow at night and be safe, the fact that I can pick up my car keys and drive a car. It's about prosperity and knowing that an individual has plenty. And that's why my, my mind shift has been incredible because of this book.
0: That is amazing. We're going to put that in film notes. Give us the name and the author of that book one more time.
1: You Too Can Be Prosperous by Robert A. Russell it's the spiritual secrets of abundance and prosperity and that's what it looks like
0: Oh, there it is folks we gotta put that book on our show notes and then also I gotta put that book in my library I got to have that.
1: (laughs) It's a quick read, too, but I mean, I've got so many pages highlighted that I can just turn to any page and read the highlight and be filled up for that day. Fantastic. That is great. That is super. Well, we're going to keep
0: it moving, but we got a couple other questions. Okay. I know. (laughs) I love it. Okay, let let me see if I can get at least one, maybe two more in. Okay. uh, This one I, I really, really like. Now, when folks get to meet you, and they look at you and they because that's how people do. they look at you and they make a decision about mm-hmm. you immediately. but once folks get to know a little bit about you uh what is it that what's something about you really that that surprises people once they kind of get to know you what, 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 what would that be
1: um I am so logistically minded. It's all about the logistics for me. I was six years as director of administration and operations for Utah Women's Basketball, and. Logistically, my mind was always going. It was so important for me to stay a step or two ahead of the people that I worked for. Um, But I'm always thinking logistically, whether it's time or whether it's communicating with a bus driver that needs to make sure he's on time. All of these things run through my head. And so logistically, I think people are are surprised sometimes. At, at how my mind works. So it's, it, it can be, it, it's, I think it's a strength, but it can also be something that drives me crazy. <laughs> you,
0: you know, that, that would be something that uh, uh, would, would be, because I remember we talked early on, you were saying, okay, uh, the sponsors, you know, you know who you got to sponsor you again? I mean, you, I didn't even see that question coming. You know, <laughs> that was, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, you know, do what we do. Yeah, sponsor would be great. So, yeah. well, thank you, God. You know, we're talking that out. But uh, anyway, I want to ask one last question. One last question. And this one, I have to get in. And right. That one is, tell us about one of your valley moments that helped you preserve during these difficult time. In other words, when you were just so low, you just thought you could never get out of it. So, Can you share with us real briefly one of those times?
1: Well, I think there's a few that come to mind, but um, I think the one that probably impacts me the most Mm -hmm. is a death of my older brother. Um, He was my favorite brother. He was the one that Took care of me and made sure I was okay. And um, he passed away when I was 12. And ironically, he passed away on my birthday. And there was probably it wasn't till high school. I was in sixth grade uh, when he passed away, but it wasn't till high school, Michael, that I was able to have conversation about him because I I needed to preserve my own feelings. I needed to pretend that that didn't happen. That it um, that my that my family hadn't experienced that pain, that I hadn't experienced that pain of losing uh, my big brother on my birthday, and that was six years of torturing myself every year on my birthday, believing that I wasn't supposed to have any fun, believing that I needed to be sad to honor him, and again. It was a lengthy time before I was able to uh, pull myself out of that, before I believed that he would want me to have fun on his birthday, before I went to therapy, before I did all these things to change my the way I thought about that, too. So that was, that's the piece that probably still, it, it really impacts me to this day. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that would be a difficult time. Very, very difficult and then watching my parents suffer, and then all of us just not talking about it because no one wanted to upset anyone, um, which was probably the worst thing that we could have done, to so not have conversation around it.
0: That would be difficult huh? and tough. And, uh, wow, but i tell you what, that, that, that's something that bears uh, uh, unpacking and digging into it mm-hmm. more. But unfortunately, we can't do that today. Right, exactly. But I tell you what, if we ask you to come back,
1: is that something that you could do for us, come back and be on the show? Absolutely, Michael. It's been great to meet you and connect with you. I'd be happy to come back.
0: Thank you so very much, Willette. We appreciate that because that would definitely uh, help us, help me. Uh, because this has been amazing. I've learned so much in this short period. So i tell you what, what we'll do is after the show, you know, we'll we'll talk more about it. Mm -hmm. I'll get you back on the show and let everybody know about how they can get in touch with you and how they can find out. Can you give us that real quick?
1: Absolutely. So uh, my business phone number is uh, 541-632-3320 And my email address, and I'll also give you my website, but my email address is nextstepww, so it's n-e-x-t-s-t-e-p-w-w-at-gmail.com. And then, Michael, my website is nextsteptransitionalcoaching.com. There you go, folks.
0: It'll be on the show notes in case y'all missed it. Some of y'all that are slow writers like me, okay. <laughs> you can go to the show notes We'll have it on there. And we're, especially, we're going to have her back in sometime soon. So thank you for that. We really appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, well,
1: one more thing, Michael, and my Instagram account. I'm sorry, Next Step WW is my Instagram account. So go give me a follow. You'll learn a lot of information there and ways to get in touch with me. So thank awesome. you.
0: Now y'all know how to find her. You know, there it is. She got on there and we're going to put it on the show notes as well. So thank you again. We appreciate it. Thanks, Michael. Uh, Ultimately, Extreme Carolina is committed to you, our listeners, to bring you leaders and newsmakers uh, like Willette here that is passionate and purpose driven and making a difference uh, by listening to their story. Uh, Extreme Carolina listeners will have an opportunity to refuel, reconnect, and get inspired by unlocking the power of the people. And you know what, folks? It's time for that quote. We have a quote every time. We have a quote of the week. Here it is, folks. Real short and sweet. Drum roll first. That was a drum roll. So we've had a drum roll, and here it is. When you are bigger than your job, it's a career. But when your job is bigger than you, it's a calling. <laughs> mm-hmm. There is, y'all. folks. Some of y'all get that later, but that's amazing, amazing. Hey, we got to get out of here. The clock on the wall is tick, tick, ticking. We thank our guest today, Willette White. She's amazing, amazing. Y'all need to go to that website, check her out. It's been fun, but we got to get out of here. So we appreciate y'all stopping by Extreme Carolina. We really, really appreciate it. We love y'all. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. We are.